2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Ken Sterling for Monday, December 30th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is, that there ever will be. Call Dr. Mike O'Neill. Become his next new patient. 317-849-2933. We're out here at the Indiana Farm Bureau Practice Center where the Colts are taking care of their season wrap-up business. Frank Reich meeting with the players players signing stuff for each other they're at their lockers cleaning out their lockers the season is over it's time to start thinking about 2020 let's talk to Darius Leonard who's got a pro bowl ahead of him I saw what you wrote on TY's uh, jersey Darius what prompted you to share those feelings with him
0: um you know just being here the two years with him uh, seeing what type of guy he is uh he's a he's a hell of a leader um you know he's just doing all the right things he, he's He's a perfect example of how to be a pro, and I definitely take notice of that.
2: What do you do between
0: now and the Pro Bowl? Um, you know, I stay in the weight room, um, you know, take care of the body, ice tub, uh, stuff like that, just make sure that the body's 100% healthy going in there.
2: For next year, what do you work on?
0: Um, you know, I'm going to have to look at the tape, uh, see exactly what, 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 I, uh, what, what I did wrong here, uh, how I get beat a lot. So, um, you know, I just want to go back and look at the tape and see, go from there.
2: Walking out today, is. do you have a sense of anticipation for next year, or is it disappointment about the result this year? Uh, both. Uh,
0: disappointment for this year, but you're definitely looking forward to next year, knowing um, what kind of foundation that we
2: have here. That's Darius Leonard. Darius one of the really, really good guys in that locker room, and there are a lot of really good guys in that locker room. Frank Reich, he had his season wrap media session today. Here's Frank Reich.
1: Okay. Um, thanks for being patient, guys. Just. Finishing up, meeting with a lot of players um, before they head out of town, uh, that's, that's always really encouraging. And at the end of the day, that's what this business is about. It's about uh, the, the people that you interact with. So uh, good to meet with those guys before they left. Um, okay, just wrapping up for the year. Um, and one of the themes that we've talked about as a team this year, <clears throat> um, I remember about probably about halfway through the year, we talked about healthy tension. And I put this diagram. I wish I could put the PowerPoint up that I showed. But, um, you know, it's just about how you have to have a healthy tension um, to deal with things. So, you know, as we were sitting there this morning, that we feel that healthy tension. We, we feel on one hand, on one side of the equation, you feel the the, the disappointment, the heartache, the the, the devastation, of you will. Because when you put as much into it, that's what it feels like of, of not reaching our goal and, and ending the season on not a positive note. Um, and, and, and so you gotta, you got to feel that, and you got to own that, and you gotta, and you got to take every ounce of ownership of that, and that's really important. But it's healthy tension, so that means there's got to be something keeping it in balance on the other side. And what keeps it on balance on the other side is all the positive stuff that happened this year, and there was a lot of positive. And that positive starts with our players. Um, we have great football character. We have very talented players. Um, we got. We're building a foundation of players that can have sustainable success, and that's what we're looking for: sustainable success. So it's all about you. You get statistics. We're not a statistics-driven team. Okay, we're not a statistics-driven team. But what the way we talk about statistics is. Is it gives us feedback? Their feedback loops. Okay. Um, so when we're talking about this healthy tension, so I, I can say some of the good is it starts with our players, but then I look at you know what we what the production that we're putting on the field, and when we look at some of the stats to get feedback on how we're producing, um, there's a lot of areas of improvement. Starting with the passing game, um, we need to be better in the passing game, on both sides of the ball. Uh, we need to get more production on the offensive side of the ball. Um, in big plays, we need to be higher percentage. We need to. There's a lot of areas we need to get better in that area. Um, defensively, we need to get better in the passing game. We need to put more pressure on the passer. Um, you know, we need to be we need to be better in coverage um, than we were generally speaking as a whole. Those those are areas that we need to feel probably a little bit over here. But the positive, okay, the positive, There's a lot of things statistically showing us that there's a lot of good happening, um, running and stopping the run. We believe those are really important. Uh, over here is the, you know, is the hidden yardage thing, the penalties thing. All, you know, I could go on and on, right? There's a, there's a lot of things over here that, in fact, that we would say are good feedback loops of things that are important to championship football. I mean, these are foundations that can go forward that are necessary for championship football. And we just need in some of the other areas where we've been weak, we just need to continue to fight to get better. And everything will be evaluated And everything uh, and everything is held accountable. So uh, then, the last part of this healthy tension discussion or theme that we've talked about is um, the important thing about healthy tension is uh, rather than just running away from you know when you have a problem over here, you don't just run away from it. You have to run to something. You have to run to something in order to have healthy tension, right? You're not just running away from something. And so what we've talked about all year long is what we run to. Is we run to get one percent better every day, go we'll one and zero. That's our vision. That's always been our vision. That will all, that it's going to be it as long as we're here. That uh, Chris and I talk about this all the time. We are a process oriented team. We are a process oriented team. We believe in people and we believe in process. And when you focus on that, the results come. They're the byproduct of all this stuff. You literally. During the course of the year, I'll read something Chris we, we send each other a, a thousand text messages during the course of the year of things from the greatest coaches of all time. This is this is how you do it. this is how you build sustainable success. It seems counterintuitive to not think about wins and losses, but that's that's the way championship teams do it. That's the way we're going to continue to build it. That's our vision and it's around that, that vision of, of toughness you know a relentless pursuit to get better. Uh, to get better every day and an obsession to finish that's what we said when we came in here it's about a relentless pursuit to get better every day an obsession to finish so we'll continue with that vision and that's what we're running to but it's also about uh you know you talk about vision and that's the vision you also got to talk about leadership because you need both you need both you need vision and you need leadership and um i'm just encouraged that here in the horseshoe, we got the right leadership. We have the right ownership, and that starts with ownership. I mean, meeting with Mr. Ursay every week, it's an absolute privilege and joy. The man is as passionate as anybody I've ever been around about football. He knows the game. He eats and sleeps and drinks and breathes this game. I mean, he he knows it inside and out. He, he's old school owner and love that. So we have that from our owner. We have that from our GM. Um I can't say enough about Chris. Uh he's the right leader. Um his he's has the right vision and uh we'll continue we'll continue to follow that lead. And then we have the right locker room. You need the right leadership in the locker room. We got the right leaders. We're we're putting the right leaders in there, the kind of guys that can help lead us to that vision. So that was kind of the theme this morning and the theme and the message in the in the meeting. And there were some other things that we said, but too long for for now. Um, But then the last thing I would say, just as far as any personnel, uh, I'm not going to make any blanket statements about coaches, personnel, or anything going forward. We're in evaluation mode. We'll be that. It'll be the same message every year. It's a long evaluation. Everybody's held accountable from the top down. We're all held accountable, and everything will uh, get evaluated. There will be turnover, there always is in this league but it's always to make, it, make the team better. And we all embrace that. We know when you sign, sign up to play in the big leagues, you better be able to handle that. And so we all can handle that. Our players and coaches, we all can handle that. Um, and then, you know, so sometimes the last thing I would say, the last statement I would say would be this. You know, sometimes as disappointing of a year as this was, sometimes you, you got to take a step back before you take a step forward. Um, you know, last year, uh, last year we came out slow and finished the year really strong and everything was going in the right direction and obviously had some changes and all that stuff that we, you know, we all know about at the beginning of the year. And so um, in some ways we took a small step back, but what, I'm, what I see and what I envision is that while we took a step back as far as results, there's a lot of other things that made us better. Having to go through the adversity that we went through this year, it helped us, it helped us build in other ways that I think are going to help sustainable long-term success. So i um, just encouraged and excited about uh, next year. Frank, you, you're not talking about personal evaluations, but from us talking to Costanzo, he's considering his next move, play or retirement. Has he shared that with you? Can yeah. you share any of your discussions with him? Yeah. Yes. Spoke with him today. Um, spoke with him this morning. I know Chris talked to him. We just made no bones about it. hey, we want you as our left tackle. We're going to respect you and your decision to you know, think about what you want to think about. Um, but there's no one else that we envision being in our left tackle. We think he had an unbelievable year. I think he's the best left tackle in the league. I really do. I mean, I think this guy's a stud player. And um, uh, I think he's had his best year of his career. And I'm uh, just looking forward to hopefully getting him back. And But he... Has not shared anything with me about what he's going to decide or how, how he's going to process through that decision. We all need a little space. We all need a little space. It's an emotional year.
0: You, you, don't, so you don't have no sense on a timeline? There.
1: No, we didn't talk about a timeline.
0: Frank, do you believe the leash for Adam and the Attorney was too long this year? And do you have any regrets about how that situation was handled?
1: No, I mean, I really don't. Um, I wish it would have worked out better, I mean, you know, the numbers-wise. But when I look back on it, um, and I think, I, I think I'm think i being pretty honest with myself, given all the factors, given his history, given what we were seeing out of practice, given the fact that it started out a little bit slow, but then he hit a little bit of a groove for three or four games, I, he had earned it. I think he earned it, and um, I think he earned the the right to – Play that thing out until the end with the injury, and uh, so no, I don't have any regrets on it. Well, yeah, well, obviously we all, you yeah, know, I mean, it goes without saying that any missed kick or missed throw or missed block or missed tackle hurts the team. So, um, so yes, that's understood. With that, with that said, you know, who knows what's going kind to of happen with Adam? But did Chase, show you enough.
0: that, you know, he could be in line and
1: potentially be you guy's next kicker? Yeah, I mean, we'll evaluate that going forward. Chase did an excellent job. He did an excellent job. He stepped in. He did a good job, so uh, that all gets factored in, Um, but for the short time he was here, he did well.
0: Has Adam expressed an interest in in returning
1: next year? Uh, You know what? We haven't even talked about that. You know, he just had that procedure done. He's in the middle of that rehab process and, uh, you know, working hard at that, so we have not had that discussion yet. Would you give me a second? thoughts about how you guys handled T.Y. at the end when he fought through this and he said he told us it was a tear, but should have set him down longer or any second thoughts? No, I mean, I, right. no, I haven't had any second thoughts or second guesses on it. You know, we were – we made the best decisions that we could make with the information that we had, with the feedback that we were getting from him, um, knowing who he is, knowing the time of season that we were at, um, we made the the decision, that we thought was best. And from what you've seen when you I think he's still yeah. I mean, is he, that guy? I mean, he looked he looked good. He looked good yesterday. I mean, he looked fast. He, you know, you just want to get him the ball more. You know, he's he's a guy. We I said it yesterday. You know, if we're gonna if we're gonna fulfill our vision and win the games that we want to get, in, he has to be at the center of it. He has to be at the center of it. I mean, we're still gonna be a run you know run the ball team, but. T Y's gotta be at the center of um, it. he's a great player and uh, it's our responsibility to get him involved and get him the ball. Hey Frank, you made a picture that you guys want to improve in the passing game. You being a former quarterback, obviously a play caller. Do you think you could, you could have done anything differently to kinda of help the passing game that you when yeah. you sit there and self analyze evaluate yourself? Um sure. Um, yeah, I was, whenever you lose, it's never, I mean, at least the way I am, I think most players and coaches are like this. I mean, when we lose, I feel responsible. Um, I feel like it wasn't a good enough game plan. I didn't call the game well enough. Um, I didn't prepare the team well enough. So I, I hope we have a room full of players who, who feel that way too. Um but then you got to get over that pretty quick. I mean, you know, I mean, you understand. You, you want to feel like that. You want to take ownership of it and get better. So um, I'm always looking at ways to get better. And so every time, every t- win or lose, um, you know, I try not to let the fact that when we win, I try to. Not, I still try to be critical of, of myself. So uh, yeah, we could obviously there were game plans that we weren't able to get Ty the ball enough. Uh, and we weren't good enough in the passing game, and I'm part of that. I'm, I'm a big part of that equation. And with, with, with that said, we talked about it a little
0: bit yesterday after the game with the Jacoby situation. I mean, when you're the quarterback,
1: the you, you look at Jacoby's numbers, less than 20 yards passing a game. What could you guys have done better to get more out of him in that area? I know you guys are dealt with injuries, but you know you see quarterbacks still be effective no matter who they're throwing the ball to. But, yeah, there's no doubt the quarterback's job. And, and you guys know I say this a lot, but I speak from first-hand experience. There, there are so many factors that are d- dependent on your success, but you still got to find ways to succeed in spite of some of those uh, difficult circumstances. And so, but it's always going to appear worse and better uh, when things go good and when they go bad. Um, I look, I look at the struggles we've had in the passing game as they were, they were team struggles. Obviously, primarily offense. That starts with, uh, you know, coaching and uh, certainly playing and personnel and all that. It all gets evaluated. Um, We got to hold ourselves accountable. I mean, we know our fans want championship football. We're used to around here in this area of the country of knowing how to throw the football. So we're going to throw the football. Okay, Um, we'll figure it out. We didn't do a good enough job this year. We will do better next year.
0: You were talking about leaders in the locker room. quit Nelson today who ran off, I don't know, five or six teams that he wants to work on to be better in year three. How does a guy like that who's probably going to be a two-time all-pro having an attitude like that affect the other guys
1: in that room? It's infectious. It's exactly it's, it's how I want to be. It's how I, you know, like I I, I I, would want to line our players up here and just have them stand at this podium and say, man, here's a I, I got to get better. I mean, you know, whether it's an all-pro or not an all-pro, um, that's a rare mindset that's a rare mindset that's why those guys are here that's how you get to the top that's how you get to the top of your profession in the sports world is that you think it's never good enough and um and you want it for yourself and you want it for your teammates you know you want it for your teammates that's what's great about football it's a team sport and you want to get better because you you want to be the best but you want you want to provide that for your teammates as well quentin is the epitome of that i mean he's always talking about that
0: what uh, clarification
1: on uh, Costanzo was? Was this a conversation you guys had prior to today, or was this something you're just learning about? Just the, the fact that he's mulling this decision. Uh, no, today was the first day we had that discussion. That right conversation. in August, after everything that
0: happened, you and Chris sat up there and said our belief in Jacoby is unflinching, and, and he's going to step up. Is that motion the same today, and why or why not?
1: Yeah, I look back on the year Jacoby had it, and there was, like I've said, there's a lot of good stuff. And does he need to get better? Yeah, he needs to get better. I just said I need to get better. Quentin needs to get better. Uh, Everybody needs to get better. So we'll go through the evaluation process with Jacoby just like we'll go through it with everybody else. And uh, he'll be held accountable just just like everybody else is held accountable
0: what does the evaluation process look like is that I mean, you watching every
1: pass from, from the season or how, how does it yeah so yeah I'll, I'll give you a little bit of detail on it i mean you know i'll chris and i'll go through it we'll watch and we'll probably do this together but we'll watch uh, game by game just watch the whole game offense you know so he and i get a feel of the flow of the game together the flow of the season boom 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 go through the whole year like that but then as an offensive staff then we break it down you know we watch the run game and then we'll watch it by all the cut-ups by concept and then we'll do the same thing in the past game and then you know then we'll evaluate it from a philosophical and and uh you know conceptual standpoint then we'll we'll evaluate the fundamentals and the technique behind two different aspects of it And we'll do the same thing in the past same thing in the run related to the personnel do we have the right personnel to get these plays done right fundamentally um that's the fun part about this business. Some people may shy away from that business, but what I love about our players is our, our players want to be coached. Our players want to be told the truth, and, uh, so, and we, need that, we need guys in the room who, who want to hear that. That's not normal. I mean, nobody walks around. You don't hear too many people walking around saying, you know, I wasn't good enough today. Can you tell me how I can get better? You know what I mean? But that's how, that's how the guys in our locker room think, and that's what we want.
0: Part of the process, will, will Jacoby get to, to sit in and, and, and watch with you, or is he coming at the end after you make
1: the evaluation? Yeah, I wish he could be in here tomorrow, but unfortunately, by the rules, he can't. You know what I mean? So um, we got to wait till April to do that. In the old days, in the old days, that started pretty quick. You know, but um, yeah. So when they get back here, whenever they get back here, we'll watch through every cut up, every pass, uh, and go through the good and the bad. And there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good. And just when we talk about these players who want to get better, these are also players how it's the healthy tension of, hey, I want to get better, I want to get better, but believe me, I'm a beast. I think I'm the best. That's the healthy tension. You know, I, I need to get better as a coach. I need to find ways to get better. Yeah, I feel really confident who I am, how good of a coach I am or how good of a player I am, but I, I need to get better. Oh, I'm just – I'm always going back. That's the healthy tension that you need, confidence, belief, conviction, and man, I'm not good enough. I got to find ways to get better. I can get better. Let Help me get better. After the self-evaluation, at what point do you start diving into the draft? There's a lot of really good offensive talent coming. Yeah, really quick. I mean, Chris and, the staff of our, and his staff are already into it. So um, obviously Chris and I, I'm into the season, so we'll, that, we'll get into that real quick. And uh, that's exciting. That's an exciting part of it to that's the part of the process with this league. You get to add new talent every year. And when you look at, you know, this is where I was saying about the right leadership with Chris, just, just look at the draft picks that we've that he's put on this team since he's been here. Um, that just gives me a lot of reason for optimism that we're going to have a great draft uh, and we're going to help this team get better. Frank, uh, defensively, where do you think you are? Because um, I mean, last year I think we saw a steady progression, and this year I don't think it was as steady. It was a little more up and down. Um, Can you make sense of it? Um, I want to go back and look at the tape more thoroughly, but I think that's very fair. And I think where we're at is I think we got a lot of really good players and coaches um, trying to build the right system, had some struggles this year. Um, Most of those struggles were in the passing game, Um, all the factors that go into that. So we need to go back and get those cleaned up. Some of that... And I haven't evaluated. I know I saw a number of our strength. The schedule was not that hard, but some of it you got to look at that offensively, defensively, how the schedule falls as far as the flow of the year. So we'll go back and evaluate all that. I think there was, boy, there was a good stretch there where I felt like our defense was playing really, really good football, not average, like good football, like good football. Um, so I'm encouraged by that but we got to take ownership of the bat as well. All right. okay. Okay. Thanks, Thanks, Josh.
2: You. That's Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich. Uh, lots going on with the Colts. We're going to talk about the draft for the next three and a half months, trying to figure out what in the hell this team's going to do at quarterback, what they're going to do potentially at left tackle. Anthony Costanzo talking a little bit today about the possibility that he is going to retire. His contract is up. He's going to negotiate a new one, or he's going to back away from the whole deal. He's made $60 million, so you know what? He's not going to be panhandling at, at uh, 465 and Keystone. He's not going to be one of those guys. I'm sure Anthony has taken really good care of his money. Indiana? Indiana had a tough time yesterday. They lose by seven at Simon Scott Assembly Hall against Arkansas. They didn't shoot well well enough from beyond the arc. They did not shoot well enough from the line. And Trace Jackson Davis, they didn't give the ball to him in the second half. Arkansas made some adjustments. But Indiana, they would need to make some counter-adjustments, and they didn't. They let the guards try to beat Arkansas's guards. How'd that work out? Indiana had an 11-point lead in the second half. That went away. Arkansas, they beat the Hoosiers 71-64. So Indiana, this coming Saturday, they're going to open Big Ten play. Uh, well for what we would traditionally call the regular season you know of the Big 10 i know they've already played nebraska they played wisconsin they split those two games they open up at maryland tough place to play against a really really tough team indiana's going to have to sharpen up in a lot of areas if they're going to win games in the big 10 they're going to have to be able to play and function together as a team at a level that they really didn't during this preseason other than those first seven games where they played uh, cupcake competition they haven't really looked too terribly good indiana's got to get better and hopefully they're able to do that or else this is going to be another long season that ends without indiana going to the ncaa tournament it's been a long time this will be four calendar years it's like Indiana the last time they went to the NCAA tournament was 2016. That's the last time we had a Summer Olympiad 2020. There's going to be another Olympics. I you can't tell me that Indiana is going to go four straight years without going to the NCAA tournament but I'll tell you what. They don't look like a team that's capable of it, do they? There is no cohesion on defense and offensively if they're not knocking down threes They are a really easy team to defend. Yesterday, that's what Arkansas did. Eric Musselman looked like exactly the kind of coach you thought he was going to be. Musselman, really one of the best guys who does that. He's spent the last four years at Nevada coaching that program into relevance. Now he's at Arkansas. I'm sure he's going to get the same thing done. I thought maybe Indiana was going to be able to sneak away with a win. But once they went big on Trace Jackson Davis... The Indiana offense just kind of fell apart. And, and the reason for that, it's the same thing that happened against Notre Dame last weekend at the Crossroads Classic. They left a lot of points on the board, both from the foul line, 11 points. If you count the missed opportunities on the back end of one and ones that didn't exist because the front ends were missed and. You had some layups that could have gone in the first half and could have extended that lead to 15, 17 points. And then maybe Arkansas thinks, well, it's not really our day, and they stopped grinding in the way that they did in the second half. And you know what happened? The Indiana left the door ajar, and all of a sudden the Razorbacks, they walked through it. So Indiana, they finished the preseason 11-2. and Like I said, they get going this Saturday against Maryland, at Maryland, and uh, you know what? We'll hope for the best, won't we? This has been Sports another Other Sports with Kent Sterling. What a day. The Colts, I like the Colts moving forward. I, you know what? If Costanzo retires, though, that's a lot of heavy lifting this offseason. Brissett. what happens? Eberflus, what happens? Those are the big questions to me. We'll talk about that tomorrow morning. Breakfast with Kent, bright and early, 8 o'clock. On Facebook Live, and then about 815 on Periscope Live. It's a show so nice we do it twice. All brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry and the author and self-publisher of Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures, written by me. You can get it on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com and search under books, Oops and Sterling, or Oops and Kent or Kent Sterling, any of those. You can buy the hardcover, you can buy the audiobook. You can buy the ebook. All right, there. Enjoy it. At the very least, you can laugh at my expense. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Join me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered jumbacasino.com.
1: It's my little escape.
2: Now, Judy's the life of the party.
1: Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon.
2: Whoa. Take it easy, Judy.
0: 18 plus.